Hey guys, I'm Stevie Nelson. And I'm Dave Horowitz. And this is I Burn Everything, a food and relationship podcast. Hi, Stevie. Hi, Dave. You're in your closet again. I am in my closet again. I have a lamp in here. I have uh, a little camping light. Um, yeah. I have, a, uh, I have a candle I have not turned on. Mm-hmm. The ring light I ordered two weeks ago has not shown up because I'm trying not to use Amazon. Um, but for now, you're just going to have to deal with me looking a little bit darker with my clothes, just touching touching the top of my head. We got some nice button downs. All the yeah. clothes you're accustomed to seeing me in are just right above my head. I've really grown to love seeing you in tight spaces. And I will, <laughs> I will miss this. I will absolutely miss this when it's over. <laughs> Um, that makes one of us, uh, yeah. but, but you know, what? but you know, what's going to make three of us. What? A guest? Our guest. Ooh. Yeah, we have a really great guest. <laughs> she is a, she is a returning guest. She yes. is a filmmaker. She is a writer. She is an actress. We have both collaborated with her before. She has directed me in a scene. She <gasps> has broken up with me on camera before. No. It's Megan. It's Megan Rosati. Let's talk to her. Let's do it. Megan. Hi. You're not in a closet, correct? <laughs> no, I am not. I am in a one of the bedrooms of a three-bedroom house in Ohio. You both look no. appalled. Like <laughs> we all just took a deep no. breath. <gasps> okay. <laughs> now, now you now you are not from Ohio. No. Correct. Correct. Uh I am from mostly Connecticut, but I'd say the East Coast. Great. Uh, I am living in this house with my boyfriend because it is his family's paid off house that had been sitting empty uh, for a couple of years. Um, His mom owns it, but she lives in Maryland uh, because it's a family house. So the plan was for her to retire here or... Uh, sell the house and use the money for a different retirement home. Um, but then the pandemic happened. So now we're here. <laughs> uh, wow. Here's what I will say. You know, either you can only get so much from occasionally uh, uh, talking to someone uh, not on the phone, texting or, 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 or messaging each other. I thought you were living with the parents. No, no, no. You were in a big empty house with your boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, well, and, and there you know, are three bedrooms? There are three bedrooms? There's three bedrooms. And so when can Stevie and I get there? <laughs> yeah, is the question. The dead end of a cul-de-sac. Oh. There is two open fields and a state forest behind the backyard. Damn. So, yeah. so can can me, my girlfriend, Stevie, and her three dogs come there? And look, don't feel pressure just because you're on our show. But also, you don't, but also have to say don't yes. say no. You don't have to say yes, but if you but say she- no, this episode is over. <laughs> <laughs> There's an uninsulated garage with some uh, soil bags, a compost bin, 
and your name on it. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. <laughs> I would ex- I would expect to live in that garage. I would expect that to be my option if I came out there. Be like our the other bedrooms we just we have to keep. We have a couple backpacks. We have we have a Nintendo Switch, so we we just got to keep those bedrooms uh, unoccupied. Yeah, but the well, garage is yours. So it's more like we have a bedroom. I have a space. I have a room, and Evan has an office. So this is more like Evan's my boyfriend. So this is. This is the office, but he put his stuff in here because he's an editor, so he has a uh, whole desktop set up. Um, so he has to work in a space, and I currently don't have a desk. I'm just floating around, which is making me insane. But uh, <laughs> So it was funny. When we got here, we walked in. We looked at the three bedrooms to try to decide which one to stay in, and the main master bedroom, which was the occupied one before, had the bed in it, but we walked in, it smelled like feet and the walls were painted brown. And so we both looked at the room and we were like, no, this room is haunted. No. And we immediately moved the bed to the smaller light green bedroom and then just put all my shit in the brown room. So the haunted room, it only gets visited like twice a day when I change clothes or maybe okay. do my like home Pilates. And you're okay with changing in front of a ghost? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just wondering. It's why can't it, Dave and I have the brown real. room? <laughs> so why why do we have to? Because you will absolutely get murdered in it. I can't let you sleep in the brown room out of concern for your own health and safety. Okay, that's Stevie. Fair. It's called it's called it's called the brown room. It's brown. Mm-hmm. Like we w- yeah. we both walked in and we're like haunted, just like yeah. immediate agreement. Moved the bed. Now, Megan, you are. I would say maybe by your own admission, but I don't think you've called yourself this, but you're, you're a little bit spooky. <laughs> a little bit spooky. Uh, yeah, no, I, I do. I, do I mean, scary things. A little bit spooky. Thank you. I might, I might steal that. Uh, yeah, no, uh, definitely spooky. It's just, my brain goes towards like, what is the worst thing that could happen? And the most exciting way for me to monetize that is in a career in horror. So yes. So, so basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it, I mean, I think there's a difference between like enjoying engaging in the paranormal and like horror. I mean, cause I, I, I love horror and you know, we, you and I have, you've turned me on to some truly upsetting uh, movies in the past. <laughs> uh, one that I feel like maybe we won't even get into, but. Uh, I mean, you watched, ma- that, you watched that Carol Kane one, right? I did watch, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, uh, listeners, there's a, <laughs> I, let's just talk about it for a second, Stevie. There's a movie called, you know what, Megan? I want you to give Stevie yeah. a synopsis of this movie. I forget what it's called again. What's it's it called, called the... the Mafu Cage. Oh, right, the Mafu Cage. Okay, so I was very excited about this movie because you can't find it anywhere. It's not streaming. You, it wasn't even being sold on DVDs, and that gets like my inner film nerd horny, especially because it stars Carol Kane, who's fucking batshit crazy, and it's from the seventies. And it's like notorious for being crazy. So I was like, "Ooh, a notorious, hard to find film for being crazy." Oh, directed by a woman, which is important. Okay, yes. Uh, So it finally last year became available, and basically, it's about these two sisters who live in a dilapidated mansion in the Los Feliz Hollywood Hills, Uh, and one of them cares for Carol Kane, uh, who's the craziest. 
who grew up in Africa and therefore has a bunch of problematic cosplay <laughs> around her, her perceived African heritage in the dilapidated yard of this 70s house. This extends to her keeping what she calls a mafu or a orangutan that she proceeds to beat and make love to. Yeah, she so she so there's a lot of seat well and you've also <laughs> you've left out There's so much, Dave. I just had to start with the worst. <laughs> this yeah, is like I, I mean, this I is almost like want to a... spoil it because it's like Oh, go ahead. Is there a delay, Dave? Well, so one night I couldn't. I'm not. I don't have a delay. I think I'm just. I'm. I'm just pausing. I think what you're watching is me reflecting on the memory of having watched this movie like on my laptop, because, because I. He's like, "What's a fucked up movie?" And I'm like, "Uh "I'm watching the Mafu Cage, but it's like real fucked up. Be warned." And then I was like, "All right, well, I mean, I, I like weird movies, and it's like that is what the movie's about." But then also, the sisters. The blood-related sisters also have sex with each other. Oh, yeah. There's incestuous stuff with the sisters. They're incestuously involved. Uh, the problem... Oh, she... Carol Kane fully kisses a monkey on its mouth. <laughs> I mean, the... the, the this the is worst... this food. Like, in real life, like, how... how I have so many questions. Uh, and yeah, the but... only reason... So, I was at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival where they had the director of the Mafu Cage doing a talkback. But... It was during the same short film block where not one, but two of my short films were playing. So there was literally no way I could miss it. But I seriously, for a second, considered skipping my own films to be like, how did you get Carol Kane to kiss a monkey in the 70s on camera? Like it's it's with tongue, Stevie. It's so I am upsetting. I never <laughs> want to see this hornier Grey Gardens movie in my entire life. <sighs> That's it's oh my true. god, it's, it's horror movie Grey Gardens for real. And and but the other thing is like it's not a, it's not a man in a monkey suit. No, it's a it's real a, monkey. It's a it's, real monkey. Like there's like I like worried for bad. Carol Kane's safety while watching the movie. It's yeah, the Mowage woman from the Princess Bride implied having sex with and beating a monkey with a chain and kissing it and having sex with her sister and murdering human beings. Um, Boy, did we get off on a tangent, but I guess what I'm saying is if you, I guess what I'm saying is for our LA listeners in this uncertain time, if you see a dilapidated mansion for rent in the Los Feliz Hills and it looks a little strange and there's a cage in the center of it. Don't rent that place because it's haunted with the ghosts of a million dead orangutans. Oh, Honestly, it's a God. good quarantine watch. Core movie. Hashtag. Oh, yeah, right? a very good feel-good quarantine watch. Um, okay, let's let's so refocus all- ourselves yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, that was my recommendation to you. It's, which culminated in like a 1.30 a.m. text from you being like, oh my God, wh- why? What happened? And then we put together that you make you like the cut you illegally got was like 20 minutes shorter than my official DVD. And I think we drilled down to realize it was like some of the scarier, more explicit elements that you missed out on. So you didn't even get the full oh. picture of how upsetting oh, yeah. you were that like, truly was. You were like, there's a full on oral sex scene. I was like, Oh, I missed that. Thankfully, <laughs> maybe to get around being taken off YouTube anyway. Um, uh, we, we've gotten a little bit off track. I think this is because I, I, I said 
you live in a haunted house and you're a little bit spooky. I guess my, my, my point or my ultimate question was, how do you feel engaging with or being around this kind of energy, not in like a, I'm watching a movie way, but in a one room next to where I'm sleeping is where there's, there's a bunch of creepy stuff happening. Well, it's, you know, I, I, the scary haunted stuff to me is mostly a fun thought exercise, tongue in cheek. I think it's a way that I like take my actual real life anxieties and uh, I'm like, wouldn't it be funny if everything was 10 times more terrible because of demons? Cause it gives me perspective on my actual life, which like, at least I'm not being truly haunted by demons, but you know, when we first got here, uh, so there's a sub pump, in the basement of this house. Uh, a sub pump is what pumps the water out of the basement when it rains. So these are all like things you never encounter in Los Angeles 101. A, basements, B, rain. And it's an old house. So the sub pump sounds like, boom, boom, boom. Like this like literally loud banging because we went down and looked at it. And what happens is the, this mechanism kicks the water up six feet out of the house. And if you look in the basement, there is an actual open hole filled with water that you can visibly see. And like I made Evan go down there first. <laughs> like you go, tell me what that sound is. He goes, I think it's the sub pump. And then he's like, it's definitely the sub pump. And then we had the plumber come and he's like, it's working great. It just sounds terrible. Uh, so... So there's this like, so when it rains, not only does it rain, but there's like a loud banging that comes from the house basement that increases in frequency the more it rains. Um, so that oh has become normal. <laughs> that has become wow. normal. We, we kind of don't even hear it anymore. But the other night we were like on the couch, like stone, like we should go to bed. And I was like kind of asleep. And I heard this tapping. And I was like, am I dreaming? And I go, Evan, do you hear? And he goes, the tapping? Yes. Now, we're familiar with the basement sounds. This was not a basement sound. And so we're like, hmm, wonder what that is. And then it's the, from the edge of the hallway, again, by the brown room, we heard creaking. <laughs> I would say like footsteps, but creaking. And I go, did you hear that? He goes, the creaking? Uh-huh. And so then we sat there, and it stopped. And uh, I would like to think ghosts because the alternatives of rats <laughs> – <laughs> or, or critters is more terrifying to me but i'm like but maybe I it's a ghost, agree. You know? i think it's really nice gentle ghosts that are just like protecting you in the space and haunting the brown room well his 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 grandmother uh was raised was, no his his mother was raised here so this is where his grandpa and his grandma raised his mom and their and her siblings Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So this now, house is like a full history. Now, did you guys go out there just to get some space? Like, what did you go out there for? It does sound like it'd be a great place to write a horror film, but oh. I have no... Why, why did you guys go out there? Well, so uh, this has been... Uh, so 2020 could not have been more insane for me. Um, so I, I, you know, the story of how Evan and I met, we met actually six years ago when I was filming my breakup web series. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So that's when we first met because I posted in a Facebook group, uh, can somebody give me lights? And he was like, I have lights. And I was like, okay. 
So he came over to my apartment and dropped off lights. And it was a day I was shooting like four episodes. Um, And we were going to get a pickup. Oh, there was an episode that was mainly about being ghosted. So the focus of the episode was me like looking at my phone as the background changed behind me. And like the dude never texted me back. But I needed a cold open where there was a dude. Uh, so basically it was like me at a gate, a guy kisses me goodbye and says, I'll text you. And then he never texts me. And that's the episode. And it was called being ghosted. Right. So Evan comes in and I'm like, Oh, he looks, I'll go, are you an actor? He's like, yeah. I go, do you want to like be in this, be in this scene <laughs> with me? And he's like, okay. So he dropped by lights and then like stuck around for a couple hours while I finished out, uh, the previous breakup episode. Yeah. And then at this point, <laughs> I was like dating somebody else. Uh, I had like kissed three dudes that day for the web series. So I was like churning them out. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. I was just, and it is very awkward to kiss people on camera for the first time. Um, but I had like gotten over that. my own. So I, I was just diving in, you know? And so Evan comes up and I was like, all right, so we're going to do this thing. I'm going to like open the gate. You're going to kiss me goodbye. And then like, we like you go. And then he's like, okay. And so uh, rehearsal. So we do the rehearsal and I kiss him on the rehearsal. And in that moment, I saw him like go like, oh, like kind of react. And I was like, oh, he didn't know. I was mm-hmm. just going to go for it. <laughs> he thought you were going to do the the thing where you're like, okay, yeah. it's like this. And then we kiss and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah. no, let's <laughs> You're just like, let's so, kiss. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, we did like two takes and I sent him on his way. Uh, and then we like were, you know, social media friends in the scene for years being like, good job. Good job. Good job on your girlfriend. Da, da, da. You're good. <laughs> you know, like kind of just yeah. around. Like peripheral um, friends sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Like a friendly person who you'd say hi to at a party. Yeah. Um, so then I was at a party, a, uh, a holiday party. Remember parties? And I, I remember seeing you at a party last year. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, yeah, it was so great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was at a holiday party and ran into him and we had a very respectful conversation. Uh, <laughs> what does that I mean? I swear to God. I was like, oh, he seems so down to earth and grounded. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. What a funny takeaway from a conversation. Not like not. I actually like that better than hearing like and there were immediate sparks and stuff like that. I actually like the thing of being like we actually just had a nice conversation. Yeah, it was like a very I was like, oh, he's so t- down to earth. Not too pessimistic. Doesn't seem to be mentally ill. What is that? <laughs> you know, like like literally yeah. I was like, oh, this guy, he's a good guy. I didn't know about, you know, because you, you, you. Yeah. Isn't it funny too when you start dating and you've dated enough to know what doesn't work for you and things like not pessimistic are in your mm-hmm. definition because of how awful it is. I feel like you have had to been with someone who is incredibly like pessimistic or a complainer in order to know how much that matters. Yeah. 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 And and also like and I say pessimistic also in the terms of like like a nihilism you know what I mean yeah. I think there used to be like a devil may care nihilism that I found attractive because I was like me oh, too that's, 
That's dangerous. That's, Ooh, they don't give a fuck. They don't. Yeah, they don't. They're fucking bad. And like, well, yeah. just like, oh wow, how real. I'm so special that they're paying attention to me because they don't give a mm-hmm. fuck about anything. Um, <laughs> but I've done a lot of inner work on myself, and so it, namaste. And and yeah, and so we had this conversation. That I was just like, oh, like, and, and and I, it's it's that feeling of like emotionally I kind of had this feeling of like you know when you're 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 walking in water like in the ocean and you're and you think you're too deep but then your feet touch the ground and you're like oh Hmm. there's ground there's ground here that's how I felt talking to him I was like oh I'm like that's nice solid ground that sounds sane yeah yeah there wasn't a like because you know I uh, I've done my minxy flirty tricks and realize that I don't like the people that I get when I do my minxy flirty tricks. Uh, is it, sorry to, I hope I'm not derailing, but uh, could you give us maybe an example or two of what a minxy flirty trick is? <laughs> if, if not for uh, us, then maybe just some advice for our listeners if they want to do a minxy flirty trick. Well, uh, <laughs> This is this is not a flirty trick at all, but it's a thing that actually happened to me that encapsulates an attitude, I would say. Uh, like, I remember I was on spring break one time, so let's start Woo. there, in college, uh, and I burned a guy with a cigarette and didn't remember it, and then the next day, he called me and asked me on a date, and I, like, <laughs> show up on the date, and all the girls that I was with were like... <gasps> A guy called you and asked you on a date that you met at a bar? What is this trickery? And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, nobody, this doesn't happen in real life. Show up to the bar. I'm like, oh, what happened to your arm? It looks like you got burned. He's like, yeah, you burned me. You burned me with a cigarette. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so (sighs) sorry. He goes, yeah. And then you laughed about it. Oh, and I was like, and then you asked me on a a date? date? And it was I that moment you. the wheel started turning and I was like, cause this guy was like very cute, very successful. Like I was like, holy cow. I was like, Oh, yeah. how do you burn men with cigarettes and laugh about it? That seems to work. So like, I've never done that again on purpose. Dave, Dave's head is in his hands. Well, it's not look, but it's the attitude, right? It's that yeah, attitude. It's of the, like, I don't give a fuck. And yeah. And I'm cavalier and I'm aloof and like, come and go if you want to. It doesn't matter. And it does attract men. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's shit. I mean, my head's in my hands because like, I, I. You've been I, cigarette burn before, Dave? I, I, namaste, have also done a lot of inner work, namaste. Um, uh, but yeah, there, there's a full on, fully realized in the past dispensed with version of me that had a lot of like. I know exactly the energy you're talking about. It's funny because I've, I, I don't, I've known you for a while. And I don't think I've seen quite that side of you. I think maybe I, I knew, a, I, I know, I knew a slightly more nihilistic version of you than you, the one I know now, but I do very much understand the appeal of the, like, I don't give a fuck. I, like, I remember, oh man. I mean, there was a girl that I, there was a girl at a Halloween party. Uh, I was dressed like this was my least. What I have, I've had very, very bad luck with Halloween. Um, 
I, maybe both of you know if you've seen me in the last three or four years i go as a dog now i just i wear i <laughs> yeah. wear like i have someone put like the a goofy movie like dog eye on me and i have like a little hat and i put ears on and i wear like all black or all brown and people go like are you wilfred i'm like no i'm a i'm a dog because i got so sick of people not knowing who i was my worst one ever was I was a doozer from Fraggle Rock and people thought I was Bob the Builder and someone, one guy, one guy came up to me and said, are you a gay construction worker? And I was like, uh, first of all, if I was, that's fine. But why, why is gay part of the costume? I'm literally just, anyway, this year I was dressed as Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget, who famously you never see his face. So people would ask who I was and then I would turn around and I would have this claw and I had a cat and I was like petting the cat because you only see him from behind and people were like, yeah. I have no idea what that is. And I was like, I quit Halloween. Anyway, <laughs> this year, a girl who was dressed as the concept of hedonism, which I don't, I can't imagine a worse costume, but she, you know, she had like paint all over her face and like her hair was all wild and she had like whatever, but she looked at me and said, I want to put, I want to put your eyebrows in my mouth. Can I? And I said, no. And then she slapped me in the face. And, uh, if you think I never saw that person again, you're wrong. <laughs> oh no, Dave, you oh, fell for Dave. the, you <laughs> fell for the classic slap a man before you even say a word to him really trick. Yeah, that's the first, that actually worked. One time I was at Monty Bar, where I actually remember, Megan, you had a, a birthday party there once, but it, actually, it, oh my God, it might have been your birthday party, but it wasn't someone that you knew. Um, but it was a girl came up to me at this bar. She saw me across the, the bar, beelined up to me. Oh, said, I remember that party. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she said, Ooh, we're going to have fun. And then she. <laughs> Then she grabbed my ass with her whole hand and squeezed as hard as she could and was like, ooh. And I went like, because I think I was just coming out of this phase. And I said, oh, what's who? Hi, what's your name? And she wouldn't tell me. And then her friend came up and was like, I'm sorry, she's really drunk. And I do feel like this represents personal growth because I was like, all right, <laughs> bye. And I just turned around and was like, my ass hurts. This girl got a real handful, Stevie. Oh, I believe it. I flippin' believe it. Women love doing that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, that's a typical move, right? It's a classic. But, also, but, but you also, with it, the ass it does grab. work. It does, it does work. work. Well, uh, and it and the thing is, though, it's like I like what you're you were saying, Megan, about how it's like you didn't pull any of those tricks on Evan. You were just yourself. Like you just brought your authentic self after having done some work on yourself i feel like we do attract the wrong partners if we're coming across as if we don't care yeah yeah well and 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 uh, there was that and then there was also you know i did a lot of like healing my inner child meditations like yeah. a lot of smoking weed and like looking at the ceiling started journaling every day i was in my own personal self-quarantine for like a minute uh mm -hmm after my last relationship because I was like, 
let's figure some stuff out. Like, you know, which is great. Most people don't take the space and time for themselves and then therefore end up repeating the same pattern over and over again. Oh, hey. uh, Yep. (laughs) I mean, I'm guilty. Yeah. Hi. Guilty. Hi. Hi. Uh, There was a Futurama quote that I keep thinking of. It's like, fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me seven or eight times. Shame on me. And I was like, yes, I can. More than more. Than but twice. it takes. Yeah, it takes what it takes, though, especially with relationships, because you have to really wear down the pattern in order to just know, hey, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think another part of it was, too, um, I went on the film festival circuit last year uh, and saw a lot of people with similar interests in a environment that was um, not about romance uh, in any way. So I was very much myself the entire time because like, you know, one night out at a party, you can be charming, bubbly version of yourself. But when you roll up to like a stinky theater at 10 a.m. <laughs> to watch a weird horror movie and you see the same people you saw last night, like you you get real. Right. And so through that experience, um, I developed a crush on on a friend because I was only fully myself. And I was like, oh, this is like, oh, we just like each other. Not in the nice, the fancy version of me, the version I think is uh, appealing or presentable, but the version of me in like a sweater and no makeup at 10 in the morning doing something I like that isn't about you like. And so then that that kind of changed my thinking about because I didn't know how to find that attractive before. Right. I was like, yeah. how, what, what, you like people that are nice. What are you lame? <laughs> Wait, well, give up and be with somebody yeah. who likes you, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, well, people people like every every movie is about how when you meet it's never like they meet and they're friends and they get to know each other over a long period of time and they like who each other are. It's like it's either they meet and they're mad at each other and they hate each other and then they end up falling in love or they meet and it sparks. Like we're kind of taught that if the thing isn't there up top, it's not a person worth dating. But like in my experience, when you actually just slowly get to know someone, you actually build something worth keeping. Yes, exactly. And it, and it brought me back to what I called in high school a math class crush, which is somebody who you just see in math class. Like nobody wants to be in math class. Nobody's excited to be in math class. Nobody's like, yay, we're going to have some fun. But you're just in this situation. You're in math class. And you notice that there's always one one guy who like has like a funny joke or who like says a thing or who like passes you the pencil first. Or whatever. And so over a period of time, those like little interactions add up. So you're like, oh, this person who I thought was just whatever, who wouldn't have stuck out to me because, you know, he doesn't look like whatever David Duchovny or uh, my my, uh, earliest crush or um, isn't activating my trauma bonding. Like, oh, there's sparks in your in your eyes and. That's a bad feeling too. Turns out yep. that's trauma bonding being rea- uh, reactivated. And so, and it's that person that I've had a hard time like dating as an adult finding because you guys know, like in a creative industry, you don't have a math class kind of gig every, you know, you don't show up every day and do something that's like kind of whatever, like everybody who's there has worked really hard uh, and is like a passionate creative weirdo. And so we're all like, ha, <laughs> you know, at our jobs. 
or you're doing some kind of weird survival job. So there's not, so the film festival uh, circuit last year was the first time I really had an opportunity to be around a bunch of people who are like regular people and like have that vibe of just being myself, you know? Um, and that's the person who is in a relationship, you know, it, that you're, that, you know, my partner would be in a relationship with is the person who is wearing this sweater and, you know, wakes up uh, and can't talk until a cup of coffee, you know, like not, not the, the girl with the dark eyeliner and the, and the short shorts and the knee high fishnets who like burns you and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's I mean, hard, but that's not like a sustainable. Yeah. Role. It's a, it's a piece of you. It's yeah. a pe small piece of you, but you want someone to like you when everything is stripped away and maybe you don't even have job or work or anything like that and just likes you as you are. Hey guys, Stevie here. Just wanted to say, hey, why don't you contact us? You can email us at iburneverythingpod at gmail.com or you can even call our hotline, leave a message, 213-458-5236. It's 213-458-5236. And we may even talk about your message or email on a future episode. So get to it. I, I was originally curious, you know, how long you were together before you did this, where you're basically living together, but it seems like. The, oh boy. The, you want to hear? Yeah. Well, the place you're trying, sorry to, to interrupt. I, I just was going to say that um, essentially in a relationship, you're trying to get to the point where you are the sweater cup of coffee version of yourself around someone. And that makes you comfortable and feel okay. There's only so many times that you can, go home, like go to drinks with someone, go home with them. And then in the morning be like, gotta go see you later. Like I'll text you. And that phase I think gets so much shorter, not just the older you get, but the more of those you have under your belt. Cause there comes to a point where you go, I don't think I want this anymore. And this is the kind of time that I think eradicates that phase. Like even people who are just Facebook, uh, uh, sorry, FaceTime uh, dating initially, maybe they're, they're like, getting a face put on for for you but eventually you're gonna have to take a hike and like six feet apart and eventually this is all gonna be over and it's like what are you gonna do it with someone you've been texting for months are you gonna do like all right well here's the here's my fishnets and my short shorts and here's the darkest bar i can find or are you gonna be like no let's go to fucking italy for right. three weeks and then get married because <laughs> like the timeline just gets so accelerated so, well, uh, so yeah, yeah. It, it's what's crazy about that is so that was December and we were at we met at this party had a very respectful conversation Evan has asked me uh why did you decide to go out with me I said because we had a very respectful conversation he's like okay I'm like no quick. no it's the sexiest answer I could give you you don't understand what's uh, a disrespectful conversation really quick just just oh just, not so that. it's uh, it's like it's like it's not respectful it's just like bantery versus not like or when you can tell somebody's drunk and throwing game at you and you're like oh I'll play with this for a bit oh you had a real you had a real conversation yeah yeah okay yeah. Oh, okay so you guys just connected and yeah. not not and over not, like, alcohol he yeah. And he wasn't trying to pull one on me. He was just like actually listening to what I was saying and he was responding thoughtfully. Like it seems so fucking basic, but I was really impressed by it, you know? Uh, and so then the next day he texted me cause he still had my number from the 
six years ago and asked mm-hmm. me out on a date. And I was like, well, for all womankind, I'm going on this date because you asked me out on a proper date. Like, okay. yes, like I will reward this behavior. But the funny part was, is then he was like, uh, so we can go on like Wednesday. I think it was Monday. Um, and then I'm gone for three weeks for the holidays and we'll have it when we get back. I was like, let's do that. Cause I was like busy and what, whatever. I was like, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so then I flaked on him the first date. Cause I like got pulled. Oh, Oh, later. Yeah, no, Sorry. we're still, we're still, we're still here. Don't worry. Uh, we are, <laughs> we are, our, our zoom call has ended. Uh, don't wait, worry. Hey Dave, wait, you want me to start a meeting real quick or no? Uh, how do I get back? You don't. Hey, Stevie, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> see your audio in the recording. Oh, no. What do you mean? Do you see it? Yeah. You see your 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 little thing moving and and like when you yeah. talk? Yes. You do? Yes. You do see it. Yes. I'm I starting... saw it at one point. Oh, but no. But I don't see it anymore. Oh, this would be a problem. <laughs> Boy. Um, let me invite you guys to join this Zoom. Wait, are you worried that it's not happening? I don't know what. I don't know. Uh, Megan, okay. I know this is a little a dick, difficult break, but I want to say, uh, so far this is fantastic. Thank you okay, very much. Great, as, as long as I'm being a good guest. No, no, I, I love it. Great. I'm just, uh, I'm just a little, a little. Con- Megan, do you see Stevie's uh, audio moving oh, in your Zencaster uh, window? Zencaster, let me look. Um, let's see. Uh, no. Oh no! You don't see it. No. Oh, I see how tiny I am. Yeah, no, I don't see any like I see a, a I sent you guys thing. a link for Zoom if you want to get back in. Okay. Um, whoa. That's not good, Dave. But you see yourself. I I saw you at first too. I see myself and You see what? Yeah. I see myself. It looks fine and it looks like it's recording. And so your your audio levels are moving in your window. Yes, they are moving in my window. Recording in progress and it's storing and it's backing up. All right. Well, you know, we're we're 40 minutes in, so why don't we just uh let's just keep going. We'll do another like 20 and if it doesn't work, uh maybe we we can try it again in a couple days uh if it doesn't work yeah uh, dave yeah, join this, the zoom real quick and we'll just do like 20 more minutes and then yeah this has never happened before uh Uh-oh. no yeah but i but I, but I will say zencaster is very unpredictable yeah it's a fickle mistress and last <laughs> week we thought we thought zencaster hated women um mm-hmm. we we <laughs> i'm not 100 percent sure it, it doesn't but Okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to, please let me in to the meeting. Yes, sir. (laughs) Letting you in and I'm going to mute you to death. Um, Okay. Mute the shit out. Do we remember, do you remember what we left off on or there we go, I'm muting you.
Um, yeah. So I was telling okay. uh, the timeline of how we met. Um, okay. How Evan and I met and decided to move to Ohio in less than three months of dating. Okay. Yes, you were at. Uh, you were at. You you blew him off the first time. Uh, I rescheduled with apologies the first time because I got pulled over by the cops mm-hmm. on like my way to a callback. And I was just like, I, this is not a good vibe for a date. So uh, we ended up going out like second week of January after having scheduled a date for the, after having seen each other like the second week of December. So there was a full month. So already this is like a little like, well, we'll see, you know, and uh, our first date was to the Hollywood Wax Museum. <laughs> um, he's like, I think, I think it might be funny. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Because I had never been. And now in retrospect, how fucking crazy. Because like, who's ever going to go to a wax museum and touch weird things again? Like, that's like, you know, like, that's yeah, uh, that was a last. A, and, mm-hmm. and then our second day was to uh, this like special screening of a anniversary of a movie called Freaked from the 90s. Oh my and God. We, yeah. That's such a weird movie. It's such a weird movie, but we had both never seen it. And he's like, it's about mutants and Randy Quaid's in it. And I was like, I'm in, like, let's yeah. do it. Uh, and we were by far the least nerdiest people there. Cause we we're both like, what? And there's people in like t-shirts and we're the last two people to get in the sold out screening, which again is an experience. I don't know when we'll have again, like going to a large rowdy. Oh yeah screening of I gotta a- ask was uh was Alex Winter there yes yes okay Stevie this movie is written and directed by Alex Winter aka one of uh the two in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure oh got you okay wow weird yeah and it's famous for like really grody practical special effects so it, but anyway so there's a part one part two and then it just like <laughs> um it, it it took off. So we so we knew had so there's a couple things. Like we had known each other for a couple years. So I knew he wasn't a killer. Uh my uh girlfriends who do character background checks for guys that I date came back with, with a positive review. Okay. Uh which has not always been the case. Sometimes it's like, mm, I guess for now. Um, if you want. Can I ask what that means? Your girlfriends who do character background checks? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be like, so have you heard about so and so? What's his deal? What's the deal? Okay. What's the deal? Oh, I heard he da 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 da. Or probably he'll, or like, I guess it's fine for now. But with Evan, they're like, oh, he's a really great guy. Okay. Wow. So, so he got, so that, he was vetted well. He was vetted. He was, okay. that, and that's the other thing is like another one of my personal uh, uh, epiphanies was to vet well the men that I date, make the bar <laughs> higher. Honestly, higher. I think quite possibly one of the best things you can do in dating. Right. I read it's like, yeah, vetting is important. You want to know how they treat other people. You want to know how they treat women. You want to know how they treat servers. You want to know how they treat their parents. Like you got to see them in the world. Yes. Yes. Like also, are you generally known as a dick or not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like even like he could have ex-girlfriends who like him and be very successful and people are like, oh, that guy is a dick. I hate working with that guy. And like, I don't want to date that guy because I dated that I guy. Am. It's not fun. It, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was like a bit of history to that there. And so and I also think when we met each other, 
I was like, this is it. Like, I'm not like doing my I've been in multiple uh, years long relationships um, that in retrospect probably should have lasted six months Mm. because I at six months I saw the red flags and I was like, but but he loves me. Yeah, but he's he when he his whatever comes through it'll change oh but it's just because of this job right now like and I think that um you know and I got tired of of going through that I you know I've lived with three different boyfriends and none of them have worked out yeah Mm -hmm. And and truly, or, my or last they've worked ex, out exactly sort of how they're supposed to, honestly. Right. Okay. Karmically, it worked out, uh, yeah. but <laughs> practically, I've had to move, which has been a huge financial reset for me yeah. every time. Um, and truly, the, my last relationship, when I moved out of the apartment I shared with my ex, you know, I told people I was like, I could almost forgive him for like the personal whatever of our relationship, but putting me out into this rental market in Los Angeles in the year 2019 is like, Oof. we're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I can't, 100%. you know, I had a sick ass two bedroom in Silver Lake for under two grand. Like that still hurts. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, a, so, big old, a big, a big old, I burn everything. Fuck you to that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, this rental market though. I'll never forgive. <laughs> So really at this point, I was like, okay, like I was very clear with myself, you know, and I know if I like somebody like whatever. And so then we started dating and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. This guy is like, not only is he, does he smell right? Which is like the entire basis of my sexual attraction. Stevie talks about that all the time. It's all about the smell. Honestly, if you do not like the way someone smells, you should get away from them. Like dead serious. Like it's pheromones. It's science. You should not be like touching someone you don't like the way they smell. A hundred percent. Absolutely. True. Evan will literally come up to me and just sniff my hair like and go like, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> it's mm. like the cutest, right? So so that was all in place. That was there. Uh, he, You know, he had very, he continued his respectful conversation trend and had very like honest, like, what do you like? Uh, how's your relationship with your family? And I'm like, nobody's ever asked me. Like he was vetting me. Like I could tell that he was putting me through the same ringer of high standards that I was putting him through, which mm. again made me uh, uh, about it. Cause I was like, okay, so this guy has like standards for his life, you know? Yeah. Like, he knows what he wants he, and deserves. He knows what he wants. He's taking it seriously. He's uh, paying attention. And, you know, and I think a lot of people like, and this is, I've fallen victim to this a lot, but like I, it used to be like a game for me, like, Oh, I, or not a game, but like a prize. Like I like how someone makes me feel. So I don't stop to think if they are a good person for me to be with. Cause I'm like, yeah. Oh, as this charismatic, funny person is paying attention to me and I feel yep. so special. And yeah. it's like, but do you want to live a life with a stand-up comedian where he's touring six months out of the year? Your values no. are not aligned. You know? Hi. No. <laughs> Stevie can the tell first, you the answer is no. I'll tell you the first I'll tell you the answer um <clears throat> based on just the first part. Do you want to live with a stand-up comedian? No. 
<laughs> not at all. Doesn't matter if he's touring or not. Um, I agree, but I 100% agree with you. It's so fun to catch up with like guests that we've had on before and then see, you know, through the years uh, working on yourself and whatever that means to you. And then we all kind of arrive at the same place again. Like, I feel like you're saying all the things that I've been saying lately about like vetting a partner, dating someone slowly, dating someone who like you like their character. You're not like, oh, this guy's an asshole. Let me win him over and he'll only be nice to me. Those guys are, will eventually be mean to you. It's a ticking time bomb, you know, but it's like, I love seeing that you're like, Hey, yeah, no, I want a healthy romantic relationship. And this looks different. Yeah. And actually I was talking about this with some of my girlfriends and we were like, uh, you know, compared it to like a bourbon milkshake versus Mm. an apple. Like a bourbon milkshake is so fun for one night. You get all yep. fucked up on a bourbon milkshake, but you feel yep. like shit the next day. Oh yep. God, a bourbon milkshake! They sell, they sold those in Franklin and Co. Uh, and oh wow, Franklin and Co. Another place mm-hmm. I'll never go to ever again. Uh, you don't have to worry about it because it doesn't exist anymore. I miss thirty-four dollar lobster rolls. Give them to me. I want to eat a tater tot that for some reason is fifteen dollars. <laughs> I've been cooking for myself and <laughs> drinking inexpensive alcohol if infrequently. Dave, they shut down entirely. Wait, yeah, they're, they're done. done. They're done. Franklin and Co. is gone, is what I was saying. They're they yeah. closed down. It closed down. Bye bye. Oh, wait, now I, wait, now I'm actually it's not just not just quarantine times. They're done. No, then. They're done yeah. because of this. Because yeah. of COVID, they had to shut mm-hmm. their doors. Well, what a weird little diversion I took us on. It's yeah, so Dave process Wait, grief in real time. Yeah, go back, <laughs> yeah. go back. <laughs> let's go, go back to uh, the, and the then bourbon the milkshake apple. versus no, the apple. No, the point, the, the point I'm saying is like bourbon milkshake, real fun for one night, makes you feel terrible the next day. And if you do it over and over again for a long period of time, you destroy your health. Whereas yeah. an apple, you're like, oh, it's like an apple. Like nothing like it doesn't, it's not intoxicating or particularly fattening. Uh, but you can eat an apple every day. And your health improves. Yeah. And over the long term, and you like don't ever have to stop eating apples because they're just good for you. And so my girlfriends and I were like, how did like we're finding, we, we were like, we need to find, we call them apple men. You know, Cute. That is we're so like, cute. How, where's our apple man? Where's our apple men? And, and so that's like, that's cute. <laughs> and then I was that's- talking about my, uh, with my um, previous roommate, my former roommate about, Evan with her and we were like and she had a she has a, a a boyfriend as well and she was like oh Evan he's just he seems so tender he's just like my guy they're so gentle and I was like yes being and we had this long conversation about how weirdly the most manly sexually attractive thing to us right now is a man who is gentle like who is just doesn't raise his voice doesn't come at anything harsh and fast and mean he's just like has the the security and the empathy to be gentle and then we realized we had invented the concept of a gentleman (laughs) (laughs) we're like oh oh that's okay all right yeah but you know what I mean like the standards of what that means like somebody who's like uh chain smoking and talking about all the drugs he did uh I'm like I'm turned off now I'm like 
I think, I mean, it's, you're, 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 what you're really talking about is sustainability and look, there's gotta be a caveat there somewhere, but I will say more power to anyone who, who really feels as though they are thriving in a situation with someone who is, who is not sustainable in that way. If you, if you can, if you can get it going, good for you. Uh, But as far as I'm, as far as I've gleaned in, in, and you know the the pod the podcast is kind of turning into a twenties versus thirties vibe because <laughs> not 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 just this episode but when we started it I was like in my in my very early thirties and maybe and and that it was a very kind of self destructive we weren't going we weren't advocating bad behavior and we weren't glorifying it but I you know I would come back and be like oh boy I had a weird weekend like oh I talk I texted someone I shouldn't have texted and I feel like that vibe is like not only actually cute, but it does work and it works for as long as it works. And if you can ride it out for a while and you want to good for you, but it's very, um, it has a shelf life. And that's, that's, and that's what I said to like last year, I was like, I, you know, after my breakup and then I did some whatever half hearted dating. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good on funny stories. I don't need any more funny stories. I have enough funny stories to last me forever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want a super boring personal life that is just so straightforward. There's nothing to gossip about. There's nothing to report. Nothing crazy happens. Like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, do you text the, the it's like, no, why? No, no, no. Is um, And I think do you, a huge part of that for me, yeah. Is there the like... I think the fear I've always had about like this type of relationship is sort of sustainable, like, you know, kind, all those think qualities I want. Is there passion in it though? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's literally, uh, the most passionate relationship I've had because we feel so safe. Yeah, there's you know? actual intimacy. There's actual intimacy. And I realized, like, you know, I, I, last year, uh, Dave heard some gossip about uh, this friends with benefits thing that I had going. Um, <laughs> and, and he yeah, he heard about it. And, and ultimately, it got boring. It got boring because you could have, uh, you could, you know, go out for drinks, watch a movie, and have sex. But then what? You know what I mean? And I realized that like what I get off on is not pull my hair and spank me. Like turns out it's intimacy. It's like, and and I just got to say this, but I was like, so my like, you know, another minxy intimacy trick I used to do is I'd like go to a guy like in bed, tell me a secret. (laughs) He's like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, just any secret. Cause like I'm a, you know, I'm a snoop. And it's also when you give somebody like an open assignment like that, it's really interesting to see what they come up with, you know, which is its own like character revealing trait. And this guy goes, Jeffrey Epstein was murdered. And I was like, (laughs) okay, first of all, not Not even a a secret, secret. not even (laughs) public knowledge, public knowledge, dude. Like, and then it, it was like such a clear dodge of just any kind of like I killed a, I killed a hamster when I was five counts as a secret uh, you know what i mean oh but this like, is the this is the this is the guy you, that this is the fwb uh-huh yeah yeah okay, so this is the yeah. benefit and so then i was like uh, 
I I want to hear your secrets, you know? And it's not even that. It's like the ability to And so then I hide parts of myself. Yeah. And so then I don't connect as deeply to them. Yeah. And so when I don't have to and 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 like also with communication, uh, making a communication is sexy when you say something that's bothering you right away, turns out it doesn't continue to bother you. No. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when you well, when you I just mean, straight up say it, you don't build resentment. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, makes for great. Crazy. So like, yeah, yeah, and like I've had you know, uh, Evan and I've had like whatever uh, heated conversations, but um, then it's over. And there's mm-hmm. and because yeah. we've talked about everything that might come up, I'm not like, oh, is what is he thinking right now? Like, is he wondering? Da, da, da. There's not like a whole interior different inner monologue that is competing with the moment between us. It's just the moment between us, you know? And also he's very hot. Like he's, just <laughs> so hot. he's like so crazy yeah. hot. And we're like, how are you so hot? But so nice, but so hot, but so nice. You know, like, Cute. so that's both of us are like, and, and I think that was something that I did too. Uh, Cause you know, um, like I had terrible luck online dating. Cause I, I can't be attracted to somebody in a picture. Like if you put a lineup of all my exes together, the only thing they have in common is they're like funny and insane. Like they don't look like each other. So there's no, like I have no like physical standards of what is attract, you know, I'm just like, how does it, how do we vibe? But it turns out somebody physically attractive is great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's nice. I think what you're, I mean, look, I think it's like, (laughs) there's the, I feel like the ideal partner is someone that you can sort of roll all the different versions of yourself up in and then present to. So there, I mean, it seems like you have the, um, sweater, no makeup, you, and like the work working, uh, and you're watching me work you and the, and the, you can smell my hair, you, and then maybe there is the like pull my hair and spank me version of you that exists in the, in the context of your relationship, but it's not, the the <laughs> minx that comes out at the bar it's like this is who i'm comfortable being when i want to be that person and my my partner makes me comfortable feeling that way and that is truly to me why uh a, like a healthy adult relationship works because you're vetting you're trying to you're you're figuring out what you want you're listening to what they want the, they're they're open with you and then the next thing you know you uh have taken over a large house in the middle of ohio together <laughs> Well, and and that's the thing, too, is like, uh, you know, every other relationship I've been in, I've had like a question mark or like a when we break up, ha, 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 you know, you make those bad jokes like when we break up, don't like take my whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't even see that with him. Like, I'm just like, oh, I feel, I feel very safe, but not nice. Bored. You yeah. know, I feel like, oh, I don't. It's. We were watching this show, Devs. Did either of you watch Devs? It's Alex Garland. It's sci-fi. Anyway, they see simulations of the past and future, and it's all very whatever. But uh, <laughs> the climax of the show happens, and they're like, the simulation ends. I, it's all static. I can't see past this this moment in time. Who knows what will happen? And like that's kind of how I feel uh, with Evan, where I'm like, oh, like I don't. I'm so fully present. And what's crazy is that we were both sort of in that place emotionally. And so when we found each other and we liked each other and we connected and were attracted to each other, we were just like, oh, like this is it. And then we said, I love you. Uh, Like two months in, which is very fast for me. 
Um, but we'd been feeling it for like three weeks in and we could tell we were like looking in each other's eyes a lot and being like, you're just so special. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say it. Right. And so, and then we were locked down for two days and then we saw each other for two more hikes and then the quarantine happened. And it was like, we, we like completed all of the, the, the steps of we're together and official and this is a thing that we're both about and then the quarantine happened like it was crazy so we're, we're like what a what a um stroke of luck what a uh, grace to have met each other in the free world mm-hmm. you know like in the it's like times. the last free world dating you know nobody's gonna go on a hollywood wax museum date again nope. and then have the ability to be with this person um you know in in lockdown and so my roommate was very uh, was very worried about all of the pandemic stuff and was self-isolating herself from everybody, including me, and was just really, really freaked out about everything. And so we, we like kept moving the goalposts of when we'd be together. And then it became apparent that the goalposts were going to be in the fall. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, I know I made this joke about my house in Ohio, but like, do you want to go to o- Ohio? And I was like, yeah, I don't want to keep paying a ton of money for a uh, Uh, a bedroom in Hollywood that I picked because it was so centrally located (laughs) by all the things social. I was like, give me the fuck out of here. So, you know, uh, and I think having moved across the state doing a socially distant across the country, doing a socially distanced move, um, ramping up this place. So that we clean out the refrigerator together, like all this, like, uh, hard, scary, uncertain shit. Um, has been doable like and he's been so solid and so that just continues to build the rapport between us in a way that is like even better so i i don't know the the truth is out there like there's hope i i, I, I used to be that. like it's if, it's if it's not passionate it's boring and it's like no you yeah. you find passion and safety because you can hold each other and uh, uh achieve together yeah i love that how how fitting to uh, end with the truth is out there a quote from your first crush David Duchovny. Um, dream, what Megan, a dream girl. Megan, we, we we have to wrap up with you. And normally we would say, where can people find you? Everyone, search your first and last name, Megan Rosati. But will you tell us a little bit about uh, Bleed and where we can see it? Yeah. So um, I collaborated with five other uh, female filmmakers last year to create a micro short anthology. So a 12-minute short film with six two-minute short films within it. Uh, One of them is animated, and it's called Fatal Collective Bleed. Uh, It premiered recently on Fangoria, which was really cool for us. They gave us a really great write-up, and we did all the festivals last year, which was, uh, again, really prescient because God knows when film festivals will be a thing you went to one of the last big film festivals probably i know i know and i was like wow this will never like thank god we got that in there uh literally two of the girls were on their way back from fright fest in glasgow scotland uh on the plane when they announced that they were suspending all international travel so really squeaked it in there um but yeah, and they're all, uh, it all deals with uh, uh, themes of modern femininity. And my segment is the last one. It's called ASMR. Because uh, it's like ASMR, they're like, mm-hmm. uh, 
because uh, I fucking hate that. <laughs> my skin crawl. So I used it as a horror thing. And it's also uh, kind of quarantine appropriate because it, it's, it's in a larger sense about uh, when you can't escape the negative voices in your head. Mm. Uh, I've, I've, yeah, I've seen the whole thing. It's fantastic. Uh, Megan's you. short is is among my favorites. I can say that. Uh, uh, Lola, who is also on our show, has a, has a short in it that's fantastic. Everybody, uh, I don't know. It, it's really wonderful. So check it out. It's they they can find it on Fangoria. Uh, yeah, it's on Fangoria, um, and we'll also be releasing it on Vimeo soon. Maybe it'll be out there by the time this podcast airs. Okay, Amazing. look for it. And uh, Megan, ho- uh, thank you so much for being on the show. What a great yeah. uh, conversation. And I'm so glad things are going well for you guys out there. Stay safe, stay thank sane, you. and stay out of the brown room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Stay out. Right. Stay out of the brown room. Yeah, stay out of the brown room. <laughs> okay, talk to you soon. Bye, okay. Megan. Hi, Stevie. What's up, Dave? I really enjoyed that conversation. Me too. I like I like how much it seems like Megan has grown since our last conversation and she has such a healthy perspective on what like a long-term romantic relationship could and should look like and man, it's pretty inspiring. It's really it, I'm yeah, I've known her for a while now and I feel like we've seen we both seen each other through uh a few different relationships. There are some somewhere buried there are some very uh, drunk pictures of the both of us it's at a couple of parties where i was with someone i think she was with someone else and it just wasn't where we both uh should have been and and maybe it's fine for the time but you know i think we've grown a lot we we wrote together a few times like at a starbucks back when that was still allowed just kind of side by side on our laptops and Mm -hmm. she was giving me updates on that on that fwb situation she was mentioning and I just Friends with benefits, make... for those of you who don't know what that means. Yes. If you're not uh, familiar with the hip 2011 lingo, like uh, those movies they made with Justin Timberlake and, uh, oh my God, Mila Kunis mm-hmm. and Ashton Kutcher and Natalie Portman. You know, they made two movies about it and uh, we don't have to talk about it anymore. But she was, <laughs> she, you know, she, she was telling me about this situation and I was like, man, you deserve better. I mean, everyone deserves better when they're not, when they're not fully like giving themselves enough credit. But I was like, man, I, I don't think this guy deserves what he's getting. And uh, then she found someone great. So it can happen folks, even in an insane time like this, it can happen. Hey, Dave, um, I agree with you. It does give us all hope. It's out there. And um, I heard somebody needs our advice. Yes. Someone named Claire needs our advice, and I, I, I want to help her. So let's do this. The subject line at our email, and you can email us at any time for all of your needs at ivoreverythingpod at gmail.com. Subject line, fix my heart. So <gasps> so I think we've got our work cut out for us, Steve. Let's, let's, let's really help Claire out. Okay. Hello. Hi, Claire. I've been listening to your podcast since the dawn of time. Your authentic conversations are truly so comforting to me. That's very nice, Claire. Here's my relationship update. Would love any words of advice or kindness you could offer. My name is Claire. I'm 20. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, young. Beginning of time. She's been listening since she was 14 or 15. Wow. Just a child. We didn't know we were doing this for children, but. <laughs> yeah, we're not qualified to give a child 
care or advice, but, uh-uh. but you know what? We're not qualified to even do a podcast. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 20. I'm a college student studying theater in Nashville. Right now I'm quarantined with my parents who recently moved to Texas. A couple months ago, I had my heart broken for the first time. Oh, Claire, I'm so sorry. The relationship only lasted three months, but it was my first time feeling such strong romantic feelings for someone. I was in love, and I felt like I was handling the breakup pretty well. Mm-hmm. I knew it had to happen, and I realized that he was not good for me. I love myself, and I know that kind of love will find me again when it's supposed to. But I'm a person who loves to fantasize, and I found myself kind of obsessed with the feeling of romantic desire and intimacy. So even though I'm trying to, be- I'm trying my best to move on from this guy. I find myself daydreaming about us together and replaying every good memory we have together. And it feels like I'm regressing, but I have no one else to pin my affection, longing, or pining onto because I know absolutely no one here plus quarantine. Plus there's no one in my life I can crush on thoughts. Ha ha. I love that. It feels like I'm writing into a school newspaper advice column. Yours, (laughs) Claire. Uh, Wow. Wow. Claire. Well, we will be the best possible uh, college newspaper advice columnists for you right now. First of all, I just want to say uh, congratulations on feeling and experiencing your first love. Yeah. So sweet. I remember my first love. It's, it does feel very big. Yeah. Mine ended when I was 19 and it was, I believe for nine months, but it hit me like a sack of bricks. I really didn't know what hit me because I didn't know I could possibly feel that way for someone. And then when it ended, I didn't know it could possibly be taken away from me. So I just want you to know that three months, three years, three days, it doesn't matter, Mm -mm. especially if they're early feelings for you, they're going to, they're going to take a while to leave your system. And in a time like this, those feelings have nowhere to go, but deep inside of you. And then they're going to come out at times that you really are not expecting. So first of all, you're not, uh, you're not weird. This is normal stuff. Yes. Very normal. Um, Stevie, as someone quarantining and uh, self-proclaimed, you know, single and sans crush, how are you dealing with uh, this time and with your romantic feelings? Um, I feel good, honestly. Um, I feel, I personally feel fine. Um, I, but I totally understand what Claire is saying about like, um, fantasizing. I think that's really easy to do during life, normal life. But right now when we have so much downtime, of course you're fantasizing about it being different or looking a different way. I think it's just, I think that's very normal. Everything that she wrote is very normal. And I think there's no, um, quick fix except for time, you know? Um, but as for like my own personal romances, um, I'm, you know, I'm always kind of like texting with someone like that's sort of just what happens. It's like one guy, one, I break up with one guy or I stopped like talking to one guy and another one floats in. It's just sort of like a revolving door of like texting with men. Um, but Right now I feel fine. I feel really good being alone and um, I'm currently like texting with a guy and that's kind of it. Well, that sounds fun, especially now when we basically, what we have at our disposal is our phones and our computers and, you know, I'm, I'm, Oh boy, I, I can't possibly Claire, you're 20. I'm not I, I, <laughs> I just got to be honest that I I I almost well, I'm just I guess saying it is the same as saying I almost said it, but 
I was like, oh, maybe there's like someone cute on TikTok you can crush on. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I, I just feel like I aged 40 years by even having That's that thought. That's so but, funny. But 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 let me just double back on that. Yeah, what, what's it. your erase, advice? I'm going to erase it from my memory and everyone's memory that I said that. But I guess I really mean is you can have, you know, our imaginations are our playgrounds and you are free to have a crush on literally whoever you want. Yep. And I know that there's, I know it's hard because there's no, you don't know people in this town, but I mean, if I'm addicted to my phone and I'm in my thirties, you must be on that thing all the time. And I fully, I give you my, I give you the official I burn everything permission to just start messaging with someone i feel like you can get on an app and find someone cute and even if you i mean not under false pretenses but if you want to just text someone just to have that little charge and i mean stevie i know you're saying you're texting with somebody and like i i remember just you know in my single days like getting a real kick out of in, in a real like emotional and 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 honestly sometimes sexual charge out of out of texting with someone and that doesn't mean sexting but it means like finding someone that makes you feel good that you're talking to and yeah. whether or not. Yeah. Sorry, I agree. Oh no, I agree. I think it's like, it can be really nice to just connect with someone using text because it's, it's harmless, but you also get to know someone. And if you feel like it, you can hop on the phone, but there's like, when it comes to heartbreak though, in my opinion, like there is yes, like texting with someone else can make you feel a little better. Maybe having a crush on someone else will make you feel better, but like, you're going to be heartbroken for a bit and you'll think about that person for a while and that's normal and okay. And there's no need to erase it. Like, you know, addressing your feelings and knowing that it's totally normal, I think is like key here. Oh yeah. I mean, getting back to, I mean, everyone is searching for a semblance of normalcy right now, but I think knowing in your heart that having a fixation on an ex is, I mean, if you're 20, I got news for you. It's that that is a lot of life. Not everyone stays with the same person forever. Very few people do, especially people at your age. And I just have to say that that fixation will grow. I mean, it's elastic. It'll grow. It'll shrink. And time and someone else and and moving on in your in your heart are the only things that are going to make that go away. Yeah. So if you need some time to fixate, take it. If it's, if it's making you feel crazy, embrace it. I mean, put it into writing. If you want to journal, if you want to draw, if you want to write a song. I mean, I, I know I, it probably sounds really trite, but there's nothing but time. You know, yeah. if, if I, I can't, I also can't recommend enough uh, Animal Crossing. It's, it's, yeah. it, takes a lot of, it takes a lot of time. You can use, you can use it to your heart's content. And you can actually weirdly meet people on there. And I've, I've realized like, oh, that would be really cute to like be younger and open up your island to someone and go, Oh my God, I can't believe that the person who looks like this little avatar is a cute person that I can meet when we're all allowed outside of our homes. So I guess what I should, what I'm trying to say is feel your feelings because we've got nothing but time for that. And I know they're, they can be frustrating. And sometimes I get sick of my own feelings and my own thoughts, but they will pass. And this, these feelings for someone, because right now you're probably romanticizing what you loved or miss about them. But the reality of that person, you said it yourself, you knew they weren't good for you. So until you've moved on fully, just feel however you're going to feel. Those feelings are going to come and go, but just know that it's not forever. No. Just like this quarantine isn't forever, right, Stevie? Correct. It is not forever. 
Okay, good. I was just checking. Okay, mm -hmm. so we'll we'll all be out of this soon. And Claire, I hope when you get back to theater school, there's some cute person who's either making scenery or being your scene partner that you're like, hey, I remember you from last semester, but now we can actually leave our houses again. So I, I, I really, I hope that for you and I want it for you. And I also want to thank you for listening for, you said yeah. since the dawn of civilization, that's a lot of episodes and a lot of time spent with us. So yeah, thank I really you. appreciate it. And, um, and, you know, please write back and let us know how it goes. And if you've met anyone else and yeah. listeners, you can do the same. You can write to us. I burn everything pod at gmail.com. You can call us two, one, three, four, five, eight, five, two, three, six is our telephone number. Leave us a voicemail. Tell us how you're feeling. Tell us if you're talking to yourself in quarantine, if you just want to act like you're calling someone and just leave us a message instead, do that. Uh, you can rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. And um, I, I, Stevie, I just want to thank you for continuing to do this with me. It, it's I know it's insane. I know I'm sitting in my closet, but it, it makes me feel uh, a little more normal. Hey, Dave, there's nothing I like more than doing this podcast. So it's my pleasure. And thank you for doing it with me, too. Oh, that's a nice feeling. That's good to hear. Well, we'll be back. Yeah. It. We'll be back next week, everybody. But yeah. until then, uh, keep watching the Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Dance. I just keep can't watching it. It's almost over. And uh, boy, is it making me feel things. But also, I haven't uh, left my house in a while. Bye. Bye. I'm Joel Spence. And I'm Deborah Tarika. We are co-hosts of This Particular Album is Very, Very Important to Me. This is the podcast where we ask people we love to pick an album that is very, very important to them. And here they share their memories. Great and not so great. And emotional connections. Great and not so great. And we all get to listen to it through their ears. All the guests in season three, introduce yourselves, please. Hello, my name is Thomas Lennon. Hello, this is June Diane Raphael. Hey, this is Eugene Cordero. Hey, this is Keiko Agena. Hey, this is Paul F. Tompkins. Hello, my name is Tawny Newsom. Hello. This is Colin Hanks. Hi, this is Kirsten Bangstis. Hey, this is Matt Besser. What albums did they pick? Well, find out by subscribing to this particular album is very, very important to me on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Campfire.